Saying to us, boys, I won't have a problem if you aim high and miss, but I'm going to have a real issue if you aim low and hit. That you get nothing for coming in last. And by the way, you can't just have it because you want it. He said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. All right, welcome back to another episode of Lucrative Lessons. You've got your host, Kyle Barger from Columbus, Ohio. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Trey Spiller, Denver, Colorado. And we are recording in the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado. So, again, another episode of Trey and I in person together. I love it because it makes uh, life a lot easier on the editing and production. It's much easier. Much easier. <laughs> hey, but today we're coming at you with some tips on time management and time auditing. I think this is something that everybody on the planet could probably do a little bit better of. And whether that means uh, carving out more time to be able to hit the gym, to spend more time with your family, uh, more time to sleep, more time to be able to cook a healthier meal, whatever your goals are, focusing on your time management can free up a lot of time in your day to, to spend doing the things that you actually love or the things that are going to benefit your life and your loved ones so much better. So let's start off about some of the rituals that we do, some of the tips that we have, and see how you can implement some of these easy things into your day to carve out a, a couple extra hours every day. So for me, my morning starts off with a pretty regular routine. The first thing I do before I even get out of bed, before my daughter wakes up, before I even brush my teeth, I grab a, a big glass of water. I'll throw a little bit of uh, Himalayan sea salt in there and some lemon juice just to kickstart my metabolism, start hydrating. And I sit down with a pad of paper and a pen and I do a gratitude list. So I write 10 things that come to mind that I'm grateful for. That starts my mind in a very positive mindset. From there, I'm thinking positively. I've got a kickstart to my day. I'm hydrating. And then we get into the time planning. I then go through my schedule and plan out every activity within 15-minute blocks. That may be labor-intensive at first, but believe me, you will get better at this. And the best part about this is I start to see where I've wasted time at the end of the day when I do an audit of, you know, I planned this out, I didn't get to it. For me, though, personally, I know that my best days are the ones that feel busy. I feel the most fulfilled when I can have an action-packed day of a lot of productive things in there. So when I start planning these things out, I am prioritizing the most important things in the beginning of the day. So right now we are recording on tax day. If you haven't done your taxes, you better make sure you get that extension or you file your taxes as top priority, right? Whereas maybe going to the gym or meeting a friend for lunch could uh, fall a bit lower on that priority list. And just like any of us, our days and our schedules get uh, backed up. We may plan for something and something unexpected happens. Life gets in the way. So if you prioritize the most important things first, as things start to get pushed back, then it might be something uh, less important, like uh, running to the grocery store that day, or maybe getting, uh, instead of an hour and a half workout at the gym, you only get you know 45 minutes, or you only get an hour in there. So make sure you're prioritizing these things first, but do that as the, the first thing of your day. One of the benefits to this too, is it allows you to essentially do a goal setting for the day. So now you know, once I'm brushing my teeth, I've got that positive mindset for my gratitude list. I know what my mission of the day is. And every decision I make from there on out knows, okay, these are the tasks of the day. These are the goals of the day. Is this decision going to take me one step closer or one step further away from my mission today? Yeah, Kyle, you bring up a really uh, big gap of mine, actually. Um, I do a lot of things that I wish I could get into a better routine. And Kyle talks about routine a lot. And I think that is actually 
imperative uh, for for any startup business to make sure that they have a routine each morning, whether it's whenever you start in the office with your employees or whether it's just you and your daily basis, right? Um, you know, me and some of my employees every morning, we, we actually hit the whiteboard. We draw out a few things that we really need to make sure that we prioritize for the week. We need to get this project done, need to get this project done, or at least get into a framework to where we're working on, uh, completing that task. Um, but like when you talk about in the morning, um, I'm on my phone in the morning. That's the, one of the first things that I do. And I know, and it's hard to get away from sometimes, but um, if you can, just what Kyle's talking about, I mean, try to step away from the technology because it does help you clear your mind. I've noticed that when I used to do it in the past, but um, it's definitely something that I'm working on. So we're, I'm not perfect by any means. I'm, I'm striving for a little bit better uh you know, health and mentality uh, to help my business. But I, I've noticed that that has actually decreased my productivity in the morning. So, and so two things on that. So one, I want you to know that if you feel you're not strong at time management, Trey, you know, was a bit vulnerable there and Trey is a very successful entrepreneur. And he says, Hey, this is a gap of mine. So, so don't think this has got to be the crutch of being successful. Now, will it help you be successful? Yes. Will it help you keep your sanity because you can carve out time for the gym, time for your family? Absolutely. So it, it's, it's something that is imperative to, to fulfillment and happiness. But again, Trey's a perfect example of somebody who's like, hey, man, this is something I need improvement on. And he's still killing it. Another thing, as Trey mentioned, there are studies that say when the first thing you do when you get out of bed is look at your phone. It, it triggers a similar response to almost having PTSD with people. So the book Own the Day by Aubrey Marcus talks about this with your morning routine. And that's actually where I get that water with Himalayan sea salt and lemon juice uh, ritual from. So great book. Check that out, too. Another thing to think about uh, in terms of planning out your day is going a bit more macro on this. So our episode number 11 talks about goal setting. Trey talks about the things that he's planning out with his team on the whiteboard. We do the same thing. We've got these glass boards in our office and we use uh, highlighter chalk paint and we will have goals for every month. So now we're highlighting that month's goals. We've got our annual goals next to them. So I'm constantly being reminded of those tasks, which allows me when I'm planning out my day to know that those goals for the day should be aligning with my weekly goals, my monthly goals and my annual goals. Now, if you're getting overwhelmed and you're like, Kyle, so many goals. <laughs> Again, go back to episode 11, talk about goal setting. But really all we're talking about here is you just want to have some type of frame of reference in terms of what you're working toward, right? In this world we have to just be the hamster on the wheel and we're just going through the motions. We get up, we go to work, we come home, we, we eat dinner with our family, we go to sleep and we do it all over again. Most people don't feel very fulfilled by that. Now, when you implement these goals, you start to have a frame of reference as to, hey, why am I getting up early and going to, to work? Hey, why am I working so hard for this paycheck? Hey, what is important to me outside of my job, outside of my family, within my family? So goal setting is incredibly important to make sure you're squeezing all the juice out of that piece of fruit that we call life. Yeah. And when it comes to goal setting, make sure as you start becoming an employer, right, as you have goals, make sure you set goals for your employees, right? Give them a uh, a method to make sure that they understand what they're doing, make sure that they feel 
fulfilled whenever they come into the office, right? If you don't have a lot of guidance for them, I mean, it can it can run out pretty quick. And if you start to micromanage them, it, it even gets even worse. So I, I even consult with firms that they track every 15 minutes of what someone does. And it's almost this fear-based uh, tactics that they put onto people that their attrition rates are higher. And I tell them, I was like this, why would you do that to one person? Allow them, set a few goals for the week, allow them to get that done in a framework that is not just pressing on them every, you know, what did you do for the last 30 minutes? I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, humans are not meant to operate that way. So if you start to implement that with your company, you're going to lose a lot of people. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And, and we're going to get back on the time management here in a second. But I want, I want to talk about that, what Trey just said. So keep in mind, if you're listening to this podcast, you're very growth minded, you're driven to do better, you're probably an entrepreneur, or you're, you're working your way toward that the people who are going to be working for you probably won't have the same mindset. And if they don't, that's your job as a leader, as a business owner, as a mentor to help guide them. Because otherwise, it's your business. They're never going to work as hard as you are toward the same goal. So you setting goals uh, gives them direction. It also allows you to communicate the why in terms of what they're doing. It gives them more fulfillment in their job. It allows them, you know, and again, as Trey said, it empowers them to take ownership in their work. In one book that I just finished recently was Jocko Willink's Extreme Ownership. One of the big takeaways on that for me was explaining the why. If you just tell people who work for you, hey, go do this job, they're probably going to do it. But if you explain to them why it's important and what the value is, they're probably going to take more steps. They're going to be more detail-oriented. They're going to take ownership and they're going to be empowered to, to really make that their own and to go that extra step. So incredibly important. Now, getting back onto time management. So in the morning, we're waking up, we're planning out our day. Uh, Google Calendar actually has a really nice tool where they will send you an email before you even get out of bed telling you what your schedule is for the day. So that's a really nice thing, especially if you're good about keeping up on your schedule and adding things into your calendar. Um, at the end of the day, when you've seen your day planned out on that calendar, do a time audit. And that doesn't even mean you don't even have to have these things in your calendar. But if you look back on your day and say, hey, where was I productive? What was fulfilling in my day? Where did I feel like I wasted time? I know there are a lot of days where if I have gaps in my schedule, I end up doing four or five different tasks, but I never dive into any one of them deep enough to actually see good progress or good work being done. So there are plenty of days where I feel like I just wasted two hours, three hours sitting there doing a bunch of different things, but never doing any one thing really well. Or I get overwhelmed with emails, or I get overwhelmed with doing FaceTime meetings with people, or taking phone calls, text messages, whatever it is. So a lot of times batching those things to show up at different times or even scheduling that in your calendar. Hey, at, for this hour, I'm going to be making sales calls only. For this hour, I'm going to be following up on emails only. For this 30 minutes, sure, I have a window where I can get on Facebook, social media. I can text whoever I want. I can catch up with old friends. You know, Scheduling some of that stuff out will allow you to say, hey, I still have the freedom in my schedule to do these fun things that I love. But when it's that hour for sales calls or when it's that hour for working on the books, I know that I need to be focused on that and I need to you know, get rid of any other distractions. Yeah, <clears throat> time boxing and time slicing is uh, for us is almost imperative for my business now because we do professional services, and you know just a quick um, 
you know, kind of update with what we do. Um, we have a few contracts that have that have absolutely eaten us alive that we have five, 10 hours of work, but they want this immediate gratification that doesn't fit into our time window of what we're looking to do for that day. Right. So we're starting to reevaluate our contracts to make sure that it's worth it because us to slice off that time and fit in our client's needs for that five or 10 hour contract. That's really not even worth our, our time. Um, and, and for the value of what we're getting, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I'm saying it's a lesson learned for me that we are not taking on those bad contracts anymore that pull our time away that we cannot focus. Just like what you're talking about, whenever you can't focus and get a better, more quality product out the door and you're trying to split three or four tasks at a time, that's going to chew you up and, uh, and your clients notice it. Totally. So, and look, we all have a cognitive bias. When we're sitting in bed and we're trying to audit our day and look back at the time we've spent, we always have a cognitive bias toward we did better than we we really probably achieved. We always grade our report card a little bit higher than it probably deserves. So there are a couple products that you can download that will really help call you on your efficiencies, your, your productivity. And one of them that I love and it's free is called Rescue Time. Rescue time is something you can download on your computer. You, I, I believe you can even get it on your mobile device. But if you're an Apple uh, user, you already have screen time on there. But rescue time will audit every minute that your computer is open and on the time being spent from emails to surfing the Internet to doing research online to online shopping. And it is going to blow your mind with where some of your time is being spent, whether it's, you know, surfing on social media. And it's very accurate too. So it, it's not it's not something where you can say, oh, well, you know what? I just had the Facebook tab up in my browser. And that's not a real, no, it's based actually on like what website you're on and your mouse being moving or your keyboard clicking. So where you're actively spending your time, whether it's email, whether it's, you know, in QuickBooks, any type of software. So you can download that. It's free and it'll blow your mind on a daily, weekly, and monthly um, time frame of where your time is being spent. Another great one is screen time on your Apple device. That's something that will blow your mind on how much time you're actually looking at your phone throughout the day. I am embarrassed by the statistics I get on mine where just the amount of time that my phone is open and I'm engaged with it is appalling. Now, being an entrepreneur and somebody who travels a lot, I'm always plugged in. So I like to think, okay, well, cool. Like that's my office. That's my laptop. I'm working from Denver this week. I'm working from LA this week, wherever I'm at. However, when it dive down to those details, I realize how much of that time is Facebook, Instagram, um, texting, all of the things that are fun and enjoyable, but you know, are not necessarily benefiting my business. So rescue time is awesome for your laptop or computer. And then screen time is fantastic for your mobile device. Yeah, and I think with uh, evaluating and, and having almost a digital assistant for you, there's a lot of technology that you can leverage, kind of like you're talking with Rescue Time. Um, I use a product called Calendly uh, that's free. There is a free version, a freemium, and then there's a, a paid version. It's like two bucks a month. Uh, it basically just allows people to book your calendar whenever you're available. And you can set a bunch of parameters on there. Like, I don't want people booking within 24 hours. That way I can kind of plan my days out. Um, so that really helps with that digital assistant. Um, and then I use another product, uh, Asana, Trello, to help manage my projects and getting priority into them, uh, assigning how much time that was uh, spent on them and how much time I want spent on them. So that it kind of helps me evaluate yeah. a little bit of my portfolio of projects. Those are little things that I do. And again, I still think it's a huge gap of mine uh, with just managing so many of the different projects. But um, there are... 
um, products out there. You just got to go evaluate them and, and try not to reinvent the wheel. I mean, let some of the other firms that have built a product use their products, you know, for sure. And, and, and let's actually dive into Asana and Slack here in a minute, because those are two fantastic ones. And, and Trey's going to be a bit more of an expert than I am on those. But as Trey mentioned with his Calendly product, that's something where if Trey doesn't have an executive assistant dedicated just to his schedule, it's a tool where he can send that out and people can get in on his calendar and he doesn't have to sit there and waste time to say, oh, well, you know, Thursday at noon doesn't work for me. They can just look at his calendar and see what's open and they're going to create their own appointment. And then Trey can go back and say, no, I don't want that appointment or let's move it to this time. And it'll save you so much time if you if you can't afford that. They, they actually send a report at the end of the month of how much time on average you would save. And it's literally... 30 to 40 hours per month that I'm almost saving. Yeah, and that's uh, a free product, product, right? It's a free product, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's um, the amount of bookings that I have, they, they calculate that it takes about 15 minutes to schedule or coordinate a meeting. Now I just have people, it's almost self-service to this point, to where that saves me that much time. That's how many meetings I'm taking per week. Yeah. That if I had to do that, okay, I'm available Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at this time, that means I have to go sign in to my calendar, evaluate what times I'm available, yep. and then coordinate with that person's calendar. I mean, imagine that's how much time That's a lot of time. That's, yeah. a, that's just a lot of wasted time just to figure out when yeah. you guys can chat for 20 minutes. So... <laughs> Let's go back to the goal setting for a second. So for me personally, fitness and health is a huge part of my life. And I've realized that I'm a better leader. I'm a better salesman. I'm a better father. I'm a better partner when I can go to the gym and exercise my demons and do my kind of physical therapy for the day. So with my schedule, it gets very crazy, but I know every day I have time to go to the gym factored in there. And that is not time that eats into my business. It's not time that eats into my family time. It's something that is scheduled every day. Now, because that's something that I know I can live without and I can bend the rules on, it's typically at the end of my day. So if meetings get pushed late, if things happen that get in the way, I know worst case scenario, I've got a two hour window of gym time that can get eaten into. Now that two hours also includes about a half hour commute. It also includes time for me to leave to go pick up my daughter from daycare, things like that. So for, for anyone listening to this, if you work for another company, yes, you are forced to be chained to that desk from eight to five. If you are lucky enough to not have those obligations, then you can absolutely schedule that into your, your calendar and understand like just because you're busy, just because you're a business owner, just because you have all these things, you have a family does not mean it has to eat into the things that are important to you. For some of us, that could be yoga. For some of us, that could be creative things like I want to spend 30 minutes a day writing. I want to spend an hour a day painting. I want to spend an hour walking my dog, whatever is important to you. Understand that, you know, in our society here in the States, it's all about work, 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 work. You can still schedule in the things that are very important, like family time. Um, I've got even a, a men's soccer league that I'm in for fitness. Like I have that scheduled in my calendar. I know every Monday at 7 p.m., soccer time, right? Every Tuesday night, I play uh, nerdy board games with my buddies. We got BGL <laughs> on Tuesdays now. So uh, I know that when, you know, my calendar may seem packed and overwhelming, but I love that because I know I have all these fun things. I have all these business things. I have all this travel planned. And that makes me feel fulfilled at the end of the day. And not that I'm wasting any precious time that when we're looking back 30 years from now, we're like, damn it, I wish I would have managed my time better. I wish I would have worked less. I wish I would have spent more time with my family, worked out more, whatever it is. So make sure you schedule even those things in your calendar. Let's talk about Asana and Slack. Yeah. Um, Asana, guys, is free for your team. It's easy to delegate tasks. It's easy to actually understand every day what people are working on. 
um, going in and evaluating your project portfolio. Um, there's also an integration platform um, called If This Then That. So uh, if you go to ifttt.com, um, it allows you to integrate your calendars into Asana. So all you have to do is star one of your emails and it easily references back to, hey, I need to go take care of this email. Uh, really cool technology. If you get the basis of any kind, it's there's there's no coding involved. You just have to go evaluate it and say, okay, I want my Gmail hooked up to Asana so I can easily go in and star. I can reevaluate that email and make sure that I created an actionable item. What a lot of people don't do is they... They either write it down in a notepad or they uh, they lose their notepad whenever they do write it down. So I, I'd, I like to keep everything in a platform that is easily accessible on a web server, right? So I can yeah. get it into it to my computer, to my phone, whatever it might be. And one of the greatest things about Asana, and Trey introduced me to this last year, and I love it for our team. They're, the mobile application is great. So I can just pull up the app and I can delegate tasks on the fly. So instead mm -hmm. of having to call somebody on the team and be like, hey, Charlie, can you really help us out with this thing? Or Sarah, <laughs> can you schedule that? I can just plug it into Asana. Now, again, here are one of the pitfalls of, of technology. Just like the book I referenced earlier, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willing. It is imperative that as a leader, you need to demonstrate the why, the importance of what you're doing. So in Asana, if you just say, hey, do this task without <laughs> identifying the importance of it, why they're doing it, things like that, which usually takes time, that can be a, a pitfall of, of using that product. Another one that I like that coincides with that is the app Marco Polo. So to me, email texting has become very impersonal. Using Marco Polo gives you the ability to send almost a quick video message so they can notice tone, inflection, emotion, uh, and then you can send something that en en encompasses a lot of information in a very short amount of time. So you're on to absolutely something. Whenever you're with a small team, whenever you're building your team, whether it's uh, you're working for corporate, whatever it is, you're going to have small groups of teams. It doesn't matter if you have the best technology ever. If you don't have user adoption, it does not matter what technology you use, right? I always give Kyle a hard time, but he, I don't like Marco Polo, right? I have a hard time with it. So my user adoption, my communication methods with him on this platform are not good, right? But if we were to use Asana, we're going to be in sync and be able to get anything done that we need to, right? So make sure um, whenever you're evaluating for your team that everyone can adopt it. I even have times um, with my team right now, with my property management firm, that people have a hard time adopting uh, Microsoft Teams. They don't want to use it or they don't know how to use it, whatever it may be, right? Uh, but we're still having issues with the adoption. So it doesn't matter how good we think the product is. If you don't have training, if you don't have understanding how to communicate the tasks that are coming out, it doesn't matter what you're using. Yeah. So make sure that you train your people or uh, in, install the product properly for it to be effective of what you're using it for. That, that's exactly right. You can have the best technology and the best software on the planet, but if, if the team's not using it, it's it's not gonna it's gonna come up short. Yeah. So, guys, we're we're getting past the 20 minute mark, so we're gonna wrap things up here. But one other thing uh, we want to talk about is is the ability to say no. So, at the end of the day, when you're doing your time audit and you're looking back and you're saying, "Hey, this was a fruitful endeavor," or "This was a waste of my time," or "This was something that was." good, but it was unfulfilling. When you look back on those things, take note, but, but check out episode number 12, where we talk about saying no and get good at understanding the things that are wasting your time or the things that are not adding value to you, to your team, to your family and start saying no, and don't feel bad about that. That is a skill that every entrepreneur and every person on this planet needs to get better at, right? There are certain tasks we have to do no matter what. 
Absolutely. But there are plenty of time wasters in our day that do not add value to our mission. And that goes right back to whatever that annual goal is, whatever that monthly goal is, weekly or daily when you're setting up your day. When you understand your goals better, you'll understand the things that you're spending your time on, whether they're getting you one step closer or one step further away. Yeah, guys. And I talked in the last episode, I was going to introduce a product that helps you um, with delegating your time, helps you evaluate and kind of network. And it's a, uh, the app is called Startup Space. Um, we talk about all the time of evaluating what you're doing with your time, right? And being able to delegate it. This is a great networking platform of entrepreneurs that want to be able to help your business. And in return, you're going to help their business, right? So it's just kind of this shared collaboration. So download the app Startup Space. You're going to love it. Um, it has tons of uh, networking potential to work with uh, the gaps in your business, right? Finding a lawyer, finding that financial person, finding that salesperson uh, that you're missing within your team. So that's going to help you uh, with your time management. It's going to help you grow your business. Absolutely. And one last thing, guys. So beyond the podcast, if you want to connect with Trey and I, you can find us uh, on LinkedIn, Trey Spiller out of Denver, Colorado, Kyle Barger out of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, you can also find us on social media on Facebook or follow me on Instagram at Man of Steels, and you'll be able to get all the action from this week from <laughs> driving around the Viper to playing golf to uh, some one-on-one -on -one basketball and racquetball games Ooh, that got that pretty uh, heated, <laughs> but uh, we had a blast. So be sure to connect with us uh, outside of the podcast as well. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Lucrative Lessons. We hope you learned something today. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. If we earned your five-star review, please leave one. Helps for visibility. Also, you can check out more at LLPcast.com. All proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit, the Make-A-Day Foundation, where you can find more at makeaday.fun. We'll catch you next time.